listening to Movies in 4K. I am Bill Shetty. I'm Lady Phantom. And this is episode 85, a regularly scheduled Thursday release. Before we get to that, the Phantom is going to enlighten us on a fun fact. All the gear used by the Germans in this movie is genuine, from the guns to the cars to everything. And that is a good thing? I guess. <laughs> All right. I got a lot to say on this movie here, but let's get this bad boy rolling. We are covering this week from 2019 jojo rabbit not jojo dancer your life is calling which i wish we were covering did you see that phantom no the true story of richard pryor what a great movie that oh is. yeah from yeah back you showed in it to the 80s me. or something if it's the real i think you showed it to me when i hear that name jojo that's what i always think of is that movie oh okay you know what i mean this is listed in three genres comedy drama war true and it's pg-13 yes and runs for one hour and 48 minutes directed by taika waititi and who is this guy the guy that directed what we do in the shadows thor ragnarok and one episode of the mandalorian whose name i don't remember of the episode but it was amazing it was the finale of season one and it was incredible boy that what we did in the shadows movie that you forced me to watch yeah his influence what we do in the shadows and it's great yeah well i think if you like that you're gonna love this and vice versa because they're one in the same no they're not the comedy aspect oh yeah you either love that style or hate it but let's get (laughs) to some of the stars scarlett johansson taika waititi is there also roman griffin davis thomasine mckenzie sam rockwell alfie allen stephen merchant and rebel wilson merchant or merchant merchant all righty and what does that synopsis say A young boy in Hitler's army finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. And funnily enough, the Phantom didn't even know that's what this movie was about. And she was so geared to watch this. Yes, because I had heard many things about it. I knew there was a comedy element and I was very intrigued, but I was kind of leery about the movie because, I mean, I know I like, in general, Taika's work. But I wasn't sure because of the topic that it covered. And uh, so I, I never researched it, ever. Like, Well, this was nominated for Best Picture the it year was. it came out. Yeah, I know that. I mean, the year it came out, it was nominated for a bunch of things. So, yeah. All right. So we start this movie with a young lad. He's 10 years old and he's seeing visions of Hitler. Yeah, and he is his best pal. Like, he's his imaginary friend. You could right. say that. And this Hitler character, who is that Taika Waititi, is that how you pronounce it? I think so. 
he's the one who's what we do in the shadows. He was the lead vampire too, right? Yeah. Yes, he was great. Same style here. And he was Krog in this. Thor Ragnarok too. So this little boy is off to what I'm going to liken to a recruitment camp for young kids. It was actually like it was an actual thing and it was not a recruit. It was a, a war or a soldier camp for youth where they prepared them to be soldiers for the Nazis. Sam Rockwell is the lead trainer in this little camp. Uh-huh. He's a soldier presumably yes and as far as i read if you take a look at his uniform you see that he has been awarded a myriad of things like for valor for battle for these kids are training and learning sillily (laughs) i know that's not a word but i'm just (laughs) trying to say here but they have little things to do in their training, running, and stuff like this. Now, during one of the scenes in the training missions, there's these two leaders there, not Sam Rockwell, that want someone to kill a rabbit. And they pick this kid out, JoJo, and hands him the bunny, and they want him to snap his neck. They're like, you got to be fierce. Yeah, to prove like his, his valor. Correct. He doesn't do it. Somebody else does it. Yeah, and throws the rabbit far in the forest. Mm-hmm. So he gets this name, Jojo Rabbit. Now, soon thereafter, there's another little mission with Sam Rockwell in it where he wants someone to grab a grenade and throw it. Well, Jojo's not there. He's off in the distance running with Hitler, which nobody else sees, remember. And he comes, grabs the grenade, and he throws it, and it hits a tree right in front of him. Yeah, Hitler was, like, pumping him up. He was like, no, you're not a coward. You are, if you are Jojo Rabbit, is because the rabbits are super resistant and be the rabbit. And I don't know if you like this scene. This was terrible to me because Hitler is running with him in a goofy way, even when he's jumping and stuff. Just the motions he's making, it's really flamboyant. And farcy. Yeah. (laughs) So this grenade lands where he's at because it hits the tree and he gets scarred for life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's a running gag throughout this movie here how ugly he is or is seen ugly. Well, that's what he thinks. Right. But there's one liners throughout this. Right. That pop off the ugliness. True. So he's now out of the camp mm-hmm. because yeah, he's injured. He, his leg got hurt. He has scars now through the rest of this movie on his face and stuff like that. He's sent home because he has to recover. At the same time, uh, they do still have him in the camp, but they have him do, you know, like give out leaflets or I don't know, put together the medal for the troops. Like, Lesser tasks, let's yes, say. Yes, put stuff up on polls, like uh-huh. recruitment messages. Exactly. It's actually in German, you don't even know what they say. Yeah, it's like, let's say they put him in a desk, like office jobs. 
so to speak. But it's like nothing that puts him in danger, nothing that puts him in actual training, like nothing like that. And for a young kid, JoJo is really involved and on the Germans and Nazi side. Yeah, he, he's pretty fanatic about you it. You could almost say he demanded it in this. Like he believed everything that was said. Absolutely. And also made fun of people that didn't believe it and stuff like that. So he was a pretty hard-nosed little kid. Yeah, very hardcore about okay, all that. Okay, so he's recuperating, and this is when the Scarlett Johansson character comes in, which is his mother. Yes. And we'll just say it because it's in the synopsis. He finds a Jewish girl in a little basement type area. Yeah, he hears noises. He goes and he sees, you know, like the things on the floor, like marks. And he goes investigating. And yes, there's a girl. And she is 15-ish. I would say. 15, 16-ish. Yeah. She is a little tough girl herself. There's some interactions between these two because Jojo has knives. Yeah. And there's some little battles there. We'll just leave it at that. Now, what do you want to describe Lady Phantom? Because I don't want to give too much away with the mother, Scarlett Joe, in this how is she reacting and what is her motivation is what is she doing in this movie generally she's a kind woman she wants to do what she can but i mean jojo doesn't know obviously right but she is actually resisting the little papers that she i mean at some point in the movie you see her like putting papers on like on benches and everything. Leaflets. Leaflets. It's just like a little stick of paper or something that says something like save the nation, fight the party. Like she's doing what she can, basically. And and she takes in this Jewish girl and she just wants the war to end because she understands how pointless it is. And that by that time, the war is all but lost pretty much like they are like giving the kids like little guns i mean like whatever they can you know so she just wants this to end and she's as kind as she can to her son because she loves him dearly but she is really hurt at how fanatic he is about the whole thing right once we get to this point in the movie which isn't that far 20 to 30 minutes i would say there's a lot of conflict between the teenage girl and the boy. They're learning from each other. We can't go much deeper into this story, Lady Phantom. There's really not a lot happening in this movie, too, like our one yeah. last week. And his mom never finds out that he knows. Right. They do make that statement in there about that. They're learning from each other. They're playing gags on each other at times. But you can see an affection growing for both of them on both sides. I will say that the girl realizes the boy's young and really don't realize what he's saying. Yeah. I mean, and don't believe what he's saying. Exactly. I mean, he's a kid that pretty much believes 
what they put out. And they put out the most, I don't know, the stupidest things about the Jewish people, you know, and he believes that they are. And that's something you can touch on, say some of the things, because the comedy comes in. Yeah, I mean, the, like, the boy asks the girl to tell him about the, the Jews, basically. And she goes and invents all kinds of things, you know, that they have claws and that they feed on people and that they look like demons and stuff like that. They sleep upside down like bats or vampires. Yeah, you know, and he buys it completely because of what he hears. And uh he's writing a book about it, which is key. Exactly. Yeah, like an expose. On, on Jewish people, he calls it, and <laughs> he gives it a funny name, whatever. <laughs> and uh, it's just so heartbreaking, you know, that, I mean, it's, that, that's what I like about this movie, and I will touch on that later, but, like, the things he writes on this book, they are so outlandish, but he buys it. It's incredible. Very impressionable. Uh, very. Because he's been trained in his mind to believe all these things before the girl absolutely so when this girl's making up these ridiculous things he is believe he's very naive and his mind is very small let's put it yeah he's it, learning he's a young he's kid just a young kid you know and, and he's then warped she, because yes, of the nazis exactly and she is very defensive Right. That, that's why she invents all these things. Right, and there's no defensive. conflict between the mother and him because she don't want to get involved with that because she knows how her son is. So she, like, doesn't even talk about it. Yeah, and actually all the interactions that you see between them are very much like you can tell that she wants him to just be a kid. Like, they dance, they eat together, they ride bikes like, she just wants him to get away from all that. But without telling him she wants him to to get out of that, she just encourages his being a child. Right. And this area where this film takes place is very much a city, I would say. And there's no war-torn area at this time in the movie. Right. It comes into play up towards the end. And I think that's all we can talk about, Lady Phantom. There is a part of war in here when you see some fighting between invasions and stuff like that. Yeah. We can put it that way. Uh, I want to talk to you. You can't describe it. I'm sure you like the ending. Yeah. I mean, I was a little tore at some point, but yeah, I do like the ending. All right. Is there anything else about the story that you think is pertinent i think we described what we can right yeah because there are many more things but they are best left, left to be discovered yeah. by the person that watches I mean, the we movie. could gloss over some of it like there's one time when all the military the big german military men come into their house and they're looking for jewish people being hidden because that was a thing that happened there yeah and there's a show down there right and there's things like that but this movie does move slow it's a drama first and foremost by far yeah i mean it does have comedy but it's a i think it's very cleverly used yeah see and i don't okay i think it's just the opposite 
Do you want to touch on, before we get into some technicals, about the thing that people we've heard don't like, this making this satire with Hitler in there? Would you like to get your thoughts out about that? What yeah. was your impression? Yeah. I've heard, of course, the things, you know, that, that it's irresponsible to touch on something like this with comedy. But I think I get the point. You know, it is completely outlandish. It is exaggerated. There are times that you see this guy, Hitler, quote unquote, saying things to Jojo and he gets more demented towards the end. Like he begins very playful, but as the movie advances, he becomes more and more threatening and demented. It was funny because I was watching the movie and I was looking at him and I was like, wow, this guy is really, really putting it out there. Like he looks crazy. But then I thought of images of what I've seen of Hitler and he looked exactly like that. And it amazes me that people didn't see through that. But then at the same time, when you have been so indoctrinated, there's no way to see through that. So I think all the satire here is put completely on purpose to show you how outlandish everything was. Specifically, because all of these things that we see in the movie, of course, they are exaggerated to a point, but they are really not. Because that's the way people thought. You still didn't really answer my question, though. This didn't bother you that they're making a satire of Hitler? You know what? I would have thought I would have said yes, but no. Because in a time like this where people are forgetting about so many things, it's just about the right time for them to remember. My personal thoughts is I think it's kind of disrespectful, personally, you got to think of all the Jewish peeps out there. Yeah. I would really be curious to what they think. Taika Waititi is Jewish. Okay. Well, so he's a I mean, filmmaker, he's, though. He's from New Zealand, but he is Jewish. And The thing yeah. is, people that were really affected by this war and lost people, like, I would really be curious if they would like this tone of comedy used because they could have did this vehicle in any sort of way without Hitler. You know, this is a pretty basic story here. And they didn't even have to do with, with the war. with the me Because there is a message here in the movie where people need to get along and people don't understand other ways of thought and stuff like that. That's a good message. But the vehicle, you know... I just think it was disrespectful. Anyway, let's get to some technicals here, Lady Phantom. Acting. This is the worst movie for me for Scarlett Johansson, which I've come to really appreciate her acting chops. I don't think she pulled off the German myself. You? I do. I thought she was finding what she had to do. I mean, she's really a side subject in this. She's really not in it all that much. True, but at the same time, she's key. So, And funnily enough, this is, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, this is kind of a kid's movie. I mean, I, it's PG. I completely disagree. It's about an encampment of kids. It focuses on the boy and the girl learning. It's PG-13. I think it's made for young teenagers. 
in that era. I mean, because they're the ones who's going to get something out of it. Basically, I would presume. I I mean, I think this is one of those movies where, yeah, of course, if a kid that is 13 or older sees it, they might, I mean, they will get something out of it. But if you're an adult, you are definitely getting something out of it as well. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, Lady Phantom, because it's a kid's movie. It's about the kids. There's a lot of kids in it. There's a lot of kids dialogue. Actually, my favorite character in this was his best friend. It's a little chubby boy with glasses i thought he was really good yeah he was really cute he was really good but you know it that's what i'm saying it's like a stand by me it's the whole story revolves around kids yes there's a headier theme about the war sam rockwell he's playing a comedic part the whole time Mm. like you can't take this guy serious not really well to me he is um so the acting on a whole to me i hated this satire thing i don't like this guy's appeal this waikiki ytt however you pronounce it because he was doing the same thing in that what we do in the shadows the same type humor the same over the topness it's like an over the top goofy lines with a some semblance of calm it's not like really wide and large yeah i will say the only character that i didn't like was rebel wilson's that's it who was that the girl the the blonde girl that was with the nazis the one that said she had had oh the australian uh, the australian which was another one of my problems and i told phantom because when there's movies in mexico she says why don't they get mexican actors lady phantom why didn't they get german actors i have no idea does that heard it no, for but you it's different it's different because in the, in the movies that i tend to tell you why didn't just get i mean because of the because they actually speak spanish here nobody speaks german they do the german accents and i do think they pull them off but there's nobody actually speaking german but that don't hurt it for you at all there was no germans in this not really i mean maybe it is also be, i mean i am partial because like when someone speaks Spanish as a Mexican person, quote unquote, and I can tell that they're not Mexican, like I'm like, what? Because I'm Mexican, but I'm not German, you know? So maybe it's, I am partial in that way. I have a bias, you could say. Like here, really, it didn't bother me. Yeah, and that Rebel Wilson is a comedian too, and she was playing a comedic part too, and she was ridiculous. To well, me. she was playing herself. I mean, she will always and forever play the things exactly the same. So, yeah. All right. What other technicals you want to cover here, Lady? Oh, Frank? the the costumes. Goodness, they were incredible. Yeah, that's probably the best thing about this. I and also, I, I read that. The uh, that Taika he wanted to reflect the German society as it was in that moment, and it was a very stylish moment in German fashion and everything. So you do see very colorful costumes, very stylish, and that's the way people dressed. And the at uniforms that point. were all accurate, like you said. Yeah, actually, the they did something with the Hitler character in which. Like he started with the uniform that he wore like at the beginning of his career. Like the uniforms that you see him wearing like throughout the movie are 
uh, accurate as to the uniforms that he was wearing like, during his rise, his peak, and his fall. All right. What about, you know, some like camera work, cinematography type stuff? I would like to point out in the beginning of the movie, they did these black and white montages with a Beatles song yeah. that they were portraying were there for Hitler. It was kind of bizarre how they filmed that. Yeah, and it like, was in German, actually, right? right? Yes. It definitely. was the version of, of that uh, Beatles song, but in German, the, the way they would hear it in Germany. Yeah. yeah, but the appeal was that all these crazed people were there for Hitler, but no, it was for the Beatles. But how they did this montage of like Hitler walking out, it was pretty neat, actually. It was neat, and it's very telling because of the way that people used to fanatize over him. You know, he he was like that. But some of them images were live, but they weren't Beatles concerts. They weren't at a Hitler statement. Yeah, it, it was neat. It was, yeah, yeah. And the thing I most appreciate about this movie is without a doubt, because this takes place in the 40s, it could have been one of them movies that was very dated, that used cameras in the time period, or a really filmic look. They just could have portrayed that old era style video-wise, and they didn't. It's a modern, digitally shot movie that's clear. I'm definitely going to be talking way more about this in the 4K department but it needs to be discussed in the technical department too because I was happy as heck with that because if this was a very filmic, they used the cameras at the time in the 40s, I don't know if I could even got through this movie. Yeah, this movie was way more about the message than it was about being chronologically correct with the cameras, but which is good. This YTT... His artistry is more in the dialogue and not in the filming aspect of it, Phantom, which a lot of directors are. Right. They want something accurate, like we're talking about the costumes. They were accurate, but by no means would this movie ever look this good in the 50s, 60s, 70s if it oh, was yeah. shot. And so his artistry by not doing that and make it look really dated with lines going through it and snow and grainy i appreciate that part yes and also it's funny i was thinking about it while watching the movie it does not look like your typical wartime movie because they are normally very dreary very neutral this is not this is full of color where mm -hmm. a color should be so that that is very very much appreciated all right, I'm ready. Are you? Yep. Go for it. I am very, very impressed with this movie. I was very happy with it because it it has layers upon layers. I think to just be thinking about the comedy is really doing it at the service because it's really the story of a boy who was a fanatic and he learns to break with that because he opens his eyes to what is actually happening. And he 
just breaks with that and he is free at the end. He is just free of all this. And uh, I loved it. And literally my only negative is um, Rebel Wilson. If she had been played by someone else, that character, this movie might have been perfect for me, but it's a 9.5. And wow. it's a total own. Oh, my God. Well, for one, I don't agree with Lady Phantom's assessment in the realization factor of the boy. There's a very specific reason this kid thinks a little different it's not shown to the level that phantom is suggesting that this boy does a 180 with his attitude there's a monumental thing that happens to him that alludes to his changing and he doesn't do a 180 in my opinion okay to me this movie is a three at best the comedy didn't work you're supposed to laugh in this movie and funnily enough the phantom laughs a lot in movies when she finds something's funny she doesn't hold back and she was kind of muted in this one like a couple times she had a chuckle here and there i don't know if she didn't get the jokes just didn't laugh because it wasn't super funny to her I but just- they tried a lot in this movie i just honestly i just didn't laugh where i wanted to because i didn't want to hear your mouth saying oh that's not funny that's it oh well i was rolling my eyes with most of these one-liners that they throw out there it was just really ridiculous and it's not my brand of comedy at all and this guy definitely is i've seen two of his movies now and it just doesn't work and i know he's beloved by many but This is not my flair. I don't think the acting was that good here. I don't think it was engaging very well. I thought Sam Rockwell was way over the top. He's got like two different colored eyes in this. No, he lost one eye. I mean, you don't, I mean, he does have the eye, but it's clouded. Right. So it looks kind of goofy on purpose. And the way he talks and conducts himself is very silly to me there is a serious part with him one part that lasts a minute but that doesn't suffice to what we've seen an hour and 30 minutes before the best in this was that other little boy with the glasses i thought he felt genuine nobody else felt genuine to me in this movie they all felt staged and acted and okay cut stop doing that action let's do that it didn't work i will say jojo was better than the adults too like none of the adults i bought in this none of the big guys i bought in this sam rockwell any of the military people scarlet joe was not that good to me i I can't believe that the phantom thought all these actors portrayed that brisk german accent they have all of them wilson scarlet joe rockwell all the other military leaders and stuff no and i don't even know if they he really wanted them to in this movie because it's a satire so i don't even know (laughs) 
I don't think he did because they could have got some Germans in here, some real people to, you know, real footage of stuff. Like, I would have liked that in here, too. And I just don't like this Hitler thing. It's not glorifying it. I'm not on that side. I just think certain things don't need to be made light of. We don't need comedies about this. And I'm not super serious that, ooh, to offend people. No, not like that. It's just like this is a, this guy was evil. And just to turn this around for this small coming-of-age story, what I'm going to call it, Lady Phantom, do you agree? Kind of, but I i mean, I just disagree because I don't think that it's as small as you're uh, setting it out to be, but that's okay. All right. Well, that's what I got out of it. And I just think it could have been a different setting topic and we could have had the same movie just with a different revolving theme. Three and avoid. I don't think nobody needs to see this. All right, Lady Phantom, all digitally shot. Beautiful. 4K is beautiful to you? Yeah, it, it looked absolutely beautiful. There is some standout scenes Oh, my in goodness, this yes. I actually said out loud to Phantom, I'm like, oh, my freaking God, this one scene. It's got to be in the top five that we've seen. The one at night, right? Yes. Oh, my goodness, yes. It's like they have this bonfire or something, mm -hmm. and the screen is full of specular highlights, and the night is the darkest night. Yeah, and you see Oof. every character, every shadow in the just darkness with hdr just popping everywhere yeah fire all around and, and then even their suits like the color on their suits because how the light hit in that scene because the screen got super bright at times yeah you could make out coloring on uniforms and stuff in pitch dark yeah and then there's the scene after i think after this happens where you see the, the night sky and then the tents on the bottom. And it looks just so beautiful. Daylight scenes look really good. Very colorful like we Incredibly described surprisingly because most war type movies are murky and bleak. Yeah, but that's definitely not what they were going for. And I am so glad. No, because even when they're walking out in Germany and I asked you to check where was this film, did you? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. Because I was very curious about that. Because the buildings, the greenery, the grass, shrubs, all super bright green in the daytime. Yeah. And then Scarlett Johansson, she wears this blue coat. I could tell the texture of that blue coat and it wasn't even a close up. And it was the brightest blue. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm super clear nothing out of focus no blurriness here i mean this is shot on i don't know i didn't research it lady phantom but this is shot on probably some of the best digital cameras available in 2019 what i will say though lady phantom for a 2019 movie is this movie does not have dolby vision or dolby atmos yeah. which i'm shocked because most newer releases they're putting on dolby vision hdr 10 and then that new format hdr 10 plus but no this is just solely hdr no uh 
Dolby Vision or HDR 10 Plus. So, but it looks great. It didn't need it. Yeah. Now, the Atmos is something else. Is there anything else you want to touch on visually? Something that stood out to you? No, I mean, very nice dark levels, incredible light. <laughs> like it, it, everything was what so beautiful. What would you like to describe about? the war footage that's shown in the end of this there's about oh 10 goodness. minutes of it there's yeah they, there are these explosions and i really felt like they were happening right in front of me like it was uh i it's jumped definitely a different appeal than most war footage because the characters were always in front of the explosions mm-hmm. so you didn't get to see dilapidated bodies or nothing remember this is PG-13. yeah this is not for that there is a couple f-bombs in this movie though <laughs> yeah that whatever they could get away with yeah. for the pg-13 but i mean they do it very cleverly because you do not see the people getting dismembered or anything by the explosion or by the bullets but you know it's happening it's it's actually right it was a unique feel and this might be one even though it's really not a war film when you think oh we're going out to the trenches and shooting war footage it's more in the background to the end but yeah you're not getting any graphic violence in this movie yeah and that's that is not the point definitely right no but, it's but not. you do know that it's happening oh yeah that- well the whole movie's about it really but it's in the background because yeah. this story comes forefront exactly and the and the point here is that jojo for example like you are following him and he was just talking to someone and then he leaves that place and then there's an explosion right there and he stops and he looks back so you know that he knows that whoever that was they're gone right it's like very very punchy in that way all right audio lady phantom well no atmos as you mentioned but it's very good i mean you think so well yeah, I mean, for one i didn't general, like i don't like this era of music per se oh i thought the music was fine in like it's totality i think the music I was think just it fine fit for the time period some of these old there's a lot of real songs in this you know that yes. came out around that time and there are also many songs that happened way later they were just used for the movie which is fine i i just thought they fit but like the explosions and stuff like that i thought they were punchy enough to make you go like oh no but would you put this above an average track? I mean, this is just DTS no. five. No, not above. One. Not definitely I not mean, above. It is but a drama first and foremost. Yeah, There's I thought not, it was enough. I mean, did you have any trouble deciphering some voices? Not really. I did a couple times. Like I had more trouble deciphering voices in the Requiem for a Dream, which had great sound. Many times I was like, "What that here?" so yeah okay anything else to speak of in the audio i I just think i don't want to say lackluster i mean it's a modern day movie even though it's set back it It sounded clear and everything there's not going to be a lot of surrounds or overheads in this type movie anyway even though it wasn't an atmos but it was full. You knew it was a modern day movie. I think the old songs, they did upsample a little bit, but they still sound dated. Yeah. You know, it's not 
current release hi-fi songs here we're dealing yeah, with exactly you know so you have that okay special features none on the 4k disc but a commentary track yeah by the director in the blu-ray we have inside jojo rabbit audio commentary by taika waititi and deleted scenes and more all right lady phantom this is the time this was your movie pick what are you giving for a grade on this disc b plus and completely worthy the the colors in this movie and the clarity is just beautiful you know i had a b down and i think you talked me up to the b plus it does look great yeah but and i, mean, I think my influence on the movie was tarnishing me a little but i am deducting for the audio i mean come yes. on and also dolby vision come on give us the best format on a new movie i can't believe it actually or equivalent right i right. mean, and I that mean is you know there is this ongoing thing phantom I personally don't think there's that much difference between Dolby Vision and HDR10, but it is another format and certain TVs only have that. So it is kind of a knock not to release a brand new movie in supposedly the best format right. available. Yeah, but, the, but and that's the only reason. popping. And it's not all in all over the movie either. There's certain standout scenes you can go to and play. And oh my God, people would be blown away in the video. But the movie in general is very clear, pretty, vibrant. And for a super movie. colorful. Yeah, for a dark movie, a dark satire, black comedy, whatever you want to call it, that are usually dimly lit and you know murky at times yeah this is colorful from the second it starts to the end and i do appreciate that black and white footage with the beatles song in the beginning because that actually popped it wasn't as good as van helsing the black and white it was in a range below that but it still looked good yeah absolutely all right lady phantom another one down episode 85 let the fans know what to do Go to BillShetty.com and sign that guest book. Remember, all the links you need to subscribe to us from any place are right there, along with our links for Letterboxd. And remember to follow me at LadyPhantom74 on Twitter, because I will always let you know when we have something new. Yes, Lady Phantom. Really interesting episode, this one. I was really curious where you was coming in at. You're saying it's a keeper, huh? Absolutely. Eh, the disc definitely looks great, no doubt. If this is your style movie or you haven't seen it and it's interesting, definitely get it on 4K. All right, that's wrapping up episode 85. I'm Bill Shetty. The co-host was Lady Phantom. We will we'll catch you on the next one.